You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Monday, June the 21st of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. We've made it through another week. We are starting another week, however you want to look at it. And today's show is brought to you by Locked on MLB. Be sure to join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, but be sure to call him Sully every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked on MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked on MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts. Cardinals with an off day today, so it gives us plenty of time to talk about, really, what went wrong over the weekend in Atlanta. Cardinals dropped three out of four, including uh, splitting a doubleheader yesterday, and the Cardinals fall uh, once again back right to 500 at 36 and 36 with a one nothing loss against the Braves in Game Two, the seven inning game. Since we are doing the seven inning doubleheaders, uh, but before I get to all the negative news and get to talk about well, what's so wrong with this team and all these double, all these. Um, all the negative things. We do have a special shout-out. Got an email from Stephen Fry uh, to the email LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Before I go into do into this, make sure you do email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, LJFastball, with the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. But Stephen emailed me um, and said that he wants me to give a shout-out to his daughter, Liana. Uh, and or I hope I'm pronouncing that, pronouncing that right, uh, L-I-A-N-A, Liana, and the girls of South Hill Little League Softball All-Stars of Washington State. Again, Liana and the girls of South Hill Little League Softball All-Stars of Washington State. They just won the District 10 Championship and will be going to the state tournament in two weeks. Uh, Stephen writes that in four games, they outscored the other opponents 53-2 to while striking out the other teams 36 times. That is straight domination by the South Hill Little League softball all-stars of Washington State. Um, Liana, I know that you're a fan of Yadier Molina. And uh, keep watching those videos of him working out or practicing on YouTube uh, to get just as good as he is. Because he had a good weekend defensively. I hope you can be just as good as Yadier is. So thank you for your email, Stephen. And good luck to your daughter, Liana, and the girls of South Hill Little League softball all-stars of Washington State. Hope you guys go out and... Give a good performance at State in two weeks. So, once again, thanks for the email. Be sure to email the show anytime if you want to shout out. If you have a question, I can answer as well anything uh, of that nature. So, yeah, we're we're going to talk about the the ugliness of the weekend. And something I say this phrase a lot on the show. Something needs to change because it's just so remarkably inconsistent. Cardinals lose 9-1, to and again, I'll go more in-depth on these in a moment, but Cardinals lose 9-1 to on Friday as Martinez doesn't have it. Saturday, they don't play because they're rained out. Already talked about Thursday's game. And then yesterday, they lose 
or they win nine to one and then they lose one to nothing. And I would say, uh, like I said, they lost four nothing on Thursday against the Braves team that has not been, you know, based on the record. If you look at their names, you think, oh, these guys should be electric: Acuna Jr., Freeman, Albies, uh, Austin Riley, Danzy Swanson. Even every once in a while, I'll kick in do a. You know, a good game, but they're, they're they're sitting right now at just 34 and 35 after the weekend against the St. Louis Cardinals, as they take, like I mentioned, three out of four against the Redbirds, including a game on Sunday Night Baseball. And I misspoke, 33 and 36 is Atlanta's record. But the offense either was there or it really wasn't, because if you remember the scores, four nothing, nine one, win nine one. One nothing. So that this Cardinal team was quite literally all or nothing this weekend, and it's just unfortunate that, that that this team continues to struggle. Tommy Edmonds on base continues to dip down. Dylan Carlson continues uh, to struggle a little bit, even though he had he looked good in Game One today, yesterday. Goldschmidt Arenado did have a decent weekend. Uh, they they both looked pretty good. O'Neill has kind of come back down to earth, although he walked twice yesterday. That's a big, big improvement for him. But really, six through eight, and six, I guess nine, if you want to include the, the pitcher there, just has not looked good for St. Louis. Whether it's DeYoung, Sosa, Williams when he was up, Thomas when he plays, it's, it's just not there. This team needs to improve. And the concern for me is the fact that I don't think they're going to improve. And I think that this team can play better with who they have on their roster. Like, I think that this team is underperforming because I do think that they have too much talent to be struggling the way they are. Um, but th- when I say don't concern, my problem is is John Mozeliak and, and what he said according to the St. Louis in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, uh, basically saying he's not going to improve the team. I've got the quote for you right here. Again, this is from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, Derek Gold writing, um, but this is John Mozellick speaking, quote, if at some point we look for something outside the organization, we certainly will, but we're not at a point where we're only going to define ourselves by 2021. We're not feeling that pressure if we don't win this year that we're all in trouble. We must understand that we can all do things better. We also understand what we thought we were going to have because of injuries hasn't yet worked out. So the, the He's basically saying, yeah, we might look out the organization if we do, but we also aren't going to define the season or define our success based on this season. So if we don't win this season, basically what what I'm saying or how I read into that is he's saying, oh, well, if we don't win, we don't win, which is a problem because this is not a team that – this is not a franchise, rather, that historically – has given up on seasons or not really tried fully in a season just to try again the next season. The next season is this season. This is the season. You should try and win every... I've never understood that about a sports franchise. Maybe it's coming from St. Louis or coming up a St. Louis fan where they do, historically anyways, try to win every single year. Doesn't seem like Mozilla and company want to do that. And again, this is a front office and a coaching staff that believe in their guys. And, you know, trust in your guys and encouragement, all these things, those are good things. But at some point, changes need to be made if the team keeps performing like this. 
whether it be Paul DeYoung, Amundo Sosa, the Cardinals go get a right fielder. The Cardinals get a second baseman. They get a, they get a shortstop. Go out and get somebody. Make a trade. Make something happen. Fire a coach. Hire a coach. Something. Because this could only go on so, so much longer before you're really going to lose fans. Lose interest in fans anyways. And, you know, the 24,000 people crowd we saw against Miami might be the norm. So th- that Mosellac quote kind of scared me in that. So I just wanted to share my thoughts. Share my thoughts on that before I broke into the this series a little bit. I, I just, it's, it's a little terrifying to think that this Cardinal team, this front office might not go all in. So something needs to change quickly. And if it doesn't change quickly, then I, I just have no faith right now in how this team's playing. I like the way Arnado and Goldspin are starting to swing the bat. Game one was a good indication of what this team can be. So let's go ahead and get into or yeah, game one, of not of the series, but of, of, of Sunday's doubleheader. So take a quick break, get into the series, talk about it, what I, what, what I liked, what I didn't like, um, and just how – and I have another offensive stat that's just mind-boggling to me. So uh, segment number two coming up in just a moment. Dinner time can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off you. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to do any of it. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh each and every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak, peppercorn, sausage-baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. Fresh that can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, taste, and family size. And right now, our listeners can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. So stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh and never frozen and are ready to heat and enjoy in a matter of three minutes. Freshly even adds new meals each week. So right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash locked on. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash locked on for $40 off your first two orders. That is Freshly.com slash locked on for $40 off your first two orders. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in a matter of minutes. Because investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. No more manual trading or picking stocks or having to watch the stock market every single day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help lower the taxes you pay as you invest, because for the average annual client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee, and it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLD. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. So to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, 
Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. We are going to get started with a re- series recap by talking about Friday's game. And Friday's game was not. And I repeat, not a fun one. We're going to talk offense first, and I wanted to share this tweet with you. Uh, talking about the, the Cardinal offense and how just absolutely abysmal they have been. And on Twitter, um, if you don't follow him, follow him. And he is Bernie Miklas tweeted, In their last five losses, the Cardinals scored three total runs and were 15 for 140. That is a 107 batting average. You can say batting average doesn't matter. You can say it doesn't matter as much as it used to. 107 is not good. When this team loses, they lose. And they lost on Friday badly, 9-1. to Mustered up three hits did the St. Louis Cardinals. They scored one run in the top half of the first. One of the hits came in that first inning on a leadoff double for Tommy Eben. The other two hits coming from one from Sosa, one from Paul DeYoung. Max Fried was good. Nothing you can say about it. Nothing else you can say about it, I should say. This offense still is a problem. They had one extra base hit. They had two at-bats with runs in scoring position, position on Friday. That just absolutely cannot happen. Got to get better opportunities. But the story of this game really wasn't the offense's main fault. Yes, they only scored one run. But Carlos Martinez, uh, just abysmal. Three innings, eight hits, eight earned, four walks, three strikeouts, gave up two bombs. His ERA is up to 6.62. I don't know if if the Cardinals can DFA him, if they can just straight-up release him. Maybe you shop him around and see what team wants to take a chance on Martinez. I don't know. Pittsburgh always seems like they can resurrect pitchers' careers. Maybe they can do it with, with, with Seamart right now. Who knows? But even with the seven innings of really remarkable innings that he pitched on Sunday Night Baseball against the Cubs in his start prior, and the Cubs are no slouch of an offense. That, 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 that he's still done. He, he just is not consistent enough, anywhere close to consistent enough at the major league level to be a reliable starter in the major leagues. Jake Woodford comes in, two innings, an earned run, two strikeouts, two walks. But how about Wade LeBlanc? Absolutely, and yes, they ended up getting an off day the next day and have an off day today, but Wade LeBlanc with an absolute bullpen saver of a performance. Three innings, gives up a hit, one walk, strikes out two, eats up three innings, even gets an at-bat mixed in there. Went 0-for-1 with a strikeout, but still. Or with a left-on-base, rather. But he threw, and just pretty efficient, just 37 pitches in those three innings. That was impressive. And for, for the crap that I gave the Cardinals about signing him um, on, on Thursday, he really showed me up there. Saying that, hey, this is this might not be just a depth movie. Give, I'll give you three scoreless innings. Now, granted, <laughs> that was one start. It's a very nice first impression, and we'll see what he can do from there. But again, the, the story of that game, Carlos Martinez remains uncons- 
too inconsistent to be trusted at the major league level. And it's a problem. This Cardinal pitching staff has too many question marks in it. Way too many question marks in it. You can't have a starting rotation that has like three question marks in it. Yohan Oviedo, even though he's been good the last couple times out, is a question mark. Martinez is a massive question mark. He's going to be bad more times than not. I understand that, but he's still a question mark because he's, he, you never know. He could give you that six solid innings. KK Kim is a question mark. He's pitched well his last two times out. Yes. John Gant is a question mark. Wainwright tends to be more of a question mark, tends to be better at home than on the road. He was really good yesterday. I'll talk about that in just a moment. But for a team that relies on starting pitching as much as it does, because when this team pitches well, they win, this rotation still is not living up to the hype. This team still has way too many question marks in their starting rotation, and that's not the only problem with this team. But when you rely so much on starting pitching, it's odd that your starters are so inconsistent and are so hit or miss. And that's why this team, I think, goes on streaks of, you know, three wins here, four losses there, four losses in six games there, three wins in five games there. Because their starting pitching is just so inconsistent, yet at the same time, they rely on it. That's what makes this so bizarre to me. They rely so heavily on pitching, yet pitching has not been consistent this season. Adam Wainwright has probably been the most consistent pitcher on the staff, and I was not expecting good things from him yesterday when he went out on the road. But Wayno does what Wayno does, gets his fifth one of the year, drops his year rate of 374. Goes seven solid innings, gives up three hits and earned runs, walks three, strikes out 11. And boy, oh boy, was his curveball on point yesterday. That curveball was just absolutely filthy. There are some days when his curveball is just better than others, just like any other pitcher. And yesterday was one of those days. His curveball was working yesterday. And the offense busted out because, like I mentioned in my Locked On Now video that I tweeted out on Locked On Cardinals, or on LO underscore Cardinals, and Instagram on LO underscore Cardinals, yesterday was a tale of two games. The first game was extremely solid pitching and really good offense. They busted out with an all and auto home run to start the game. Not something, but in, in the first inning. You had a Paul Goldschmidt home run mixed in there. Dylan Carlson had two hits. Tommy Edman had three hits. O'Neal's one for three with a double. An extra base hit, always good from your 5 0 hitter and good from a power hitter like O'Neal. So that was a really solid game. And, you know, I, I mentioned on Thursday that the, the Cardinals, in my opinion, needed to treat the, the other two, or I, men- I mentioned on Friday's show, rather, that the Cardinals needed to treat the rest of this series like a three game set. Go out there, try and take two out of three. That, to me, that's the mindset the Cardinals needed to have. And they lost that miniseries within the four-game series as well. But you thought, okay, you lose on Friday, but maybe you can sweep the doubleheader, get out of Atlanta with a good taste in your mouth. Well, that didn't happen because the second game was just atrocious from the offensive standpoint. Drew Smiley, who even with five and two-thirds innings of scoreless baseball, has an area of 5-11. Almost no hit the Cardinals for five and two-thirds of an inning before giving up it. Cardinals only able to muster up two hits. Only six hits in the total 
game for both sides. The only run being scored on a Ronald Acuna Jr. home run, and he's starting to heat up. But Kim was fantastic. He only went four innings. I get that. Tagged with a loss, his fifth loss of the year. Only threw 47 pitches. Uh, he was pinch hit for in the fifth inning by Lane Thomas. But Kim's final line, four hits, three earned, or three hits, an earned run, a walk, and two strikeouts. He wasn't mowing everybody down. He doesn't have the lights out stuff. I understand. I, I know that. But he was able to keep the Braves off balance and get outs when he needed to get outs. I thought it was interesting that Kim didn't go longer, but like I said, the bullpen ended up pitching well. Helsley a scoreless inning with three strikeouts. Cabrera a scoreless inning with two punch outs. Cabrera a perfect inning with two punch outs. But again, game two was all about the offense just plain not hitting. And that's what this little skit has been for as much in you know the beginning of this month I talked about how man this team needs some pitching help badly they need a starter they need a couple more bullpen pieces blah 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 yada 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 well maybe the starter they got back was KK Kim maybe he continues to pitch well maybe again he's a question mark maybe the bullpen piece that they needed was Wade LeBlanc maybe and again one game but we're seeing now whether it's these guys aren't aren't good or they're struggling one of the two this offense needs some help. They need a boost. Whether you call up a large new bar, whether Justin Williams come back, and I'll talk about him in a moment, or you call up Nolan Gorman even to give him a chance at second base. Or third base, I don't know. Maybe Nolan uh, can DH this week. Maybe you give Nolan Gorman a two-day audition against the Detroit Tigers, which, based on the record, is a minor league team anyways. Call somebody up, make a change, Get a little energy in this team. I talked about it on a show last week or week before. Oh, this team has no energy. Provide some energy. Get a boost in here. It, it just felt like for what seems like the umpteenth time, the Cardinals just embarrassed themselves on national television. They have not played well in nationally televised baseball games this year. They have not won a Sunday night baseball game this year, if I'm remembering correctly. And I believe, oh, I do believe that I am. And not, not that that's like the end-all, be-all of the season that you have to play well in nationally televised games, but I would imagine it helps. Helps with helps with the ratings. Because the Cardinals lost tonight, their last night on Sunday Night Baseball, they lost on the third, last week to the Cubs, 2 to nothing. That was embarrassing. They lost to the Pirates, and they lost to the Cubs as well on the 16th and 23rd of May. So again, not that it, a huge deal, but again, just another embarrassment on national television. So I'll take one more quick break. Segment three will be kind of news and notes and updates on the squad. Um, and I'll tell you what tomorrow's show will be about as well um, as the Cardinals have an off day today. Hope you enjoy your off day. Uh, but again, segment three coming up here in just a moment. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors and the occasional limited time flavor. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, we all have our favorites. If you don't know all the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They've got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. For me, my favorite is the double chocolate because I love me some chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, that's great. 
Get yourself a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. And just because they have chocolate covering the entire bar doesn't mean they're not healthy because they're great tasting and they're healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 9 amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So be sure to get to BuiltBar.com and order yourself a box today. If you need more incentive, enter the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. So news and notes that I kind of wanted to go over, um, or one, one big one, Justin Williams activated off the injured list uh, on the 18th, and he was optioned to Triple A Memphis, and he has hit a home run uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, or for the, for the Memphis Redbirds, rather. That was a, a tad of a misspeak there. Uh, for the Memphis Redbirds. So that, that's kind of a big... Uh, you know, I think that Williams just struggled at the major league level. You know, not that Justin Williams needs to be needs to be called up right now, um, and he would be an impact player. But I think that he he is better than what he showed uh, at the major league level. Um, another kind of a interesting note that the Adair Molina has tied Johnny Bench uh, with his 2,048th hit, um, ties Hall of Famer Johnny Bench for uh, all time eighth all time among AL and NL backstops. And again, to talk about Yachty, speaking of, you know, another shout-out to Liana and her uh, softball team going to state, Washington State. Speaking of how good Yachty is, he threw a runner out, Abraham Amante. The throw was tracked at 78.7 miles per hour. The pitch coming in from Adam Wainwright was a curveball at 74.7 miles an hour. So Yachty threw it back harder than it came in. That man is ridiculous. Just absolutely, phenomenally ridiculous. Cardinals go for a two-game series now um, against the Detroit Tigers. And, you know, just pretty much like the entirety of June, Cardinals have a pretty favorable schedule this week. We've got an off day today, so they'll be nice and rested. Two at Detroit, and then four at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then next week after that, they got three at home against the Diamondbacks. But when you're talking specifically about the Detroit Tigers series, we'll get into some pitching problems. Again, first pitch on Tuesday at 6:10 Central from Detroit. Tigers are right now 30 and 42. Cardinals send Johan Oviedo to the mound, and the Tigers are sending Tarek Skubal. Skubal is 3 and 0 with an ERA of 2.74 in his last four starts, so he's on a bit of a hot streak. So I'm sure that will continue against the Cardinals. And Oviedo is also on a hot streak. Um, through seven scoreless innings against the Miami Marlins in his previous start. Um, so we'll see if the third time's a charm for Oviedo as he still looks for his first career Major League win. And then on Wednesday, the 23rd, an afternoon game on getaway day, 12-10, the first first pitch. John Gant gets the ball against Matt Manning. Um, so we'll see kind of two questionable guys there on Wednesday. Might be mostly a bullpen game on Wednesday, but... Um, Cardinals, I think, if they want to remain serious, that they've, they've got to get a sweep this week. I'll go more in-depth to a, a series preview on tomorrow's show, on Tuesday's show, um, and then we'll go from there. But some fun news, personal news, that I'll be in Florida 
uh, this week. I'm leaving um, Monday morning at 5 a.m. as I pull the curtain back and tell you that I am recording this on Sunday night. Um, so I'm girlfriend and I are driving down to Florida. But don't you worry. I've got the Cardinal game uh, on my my laptop, my phone, whatever you have, or whatever I have, rather, um, and I won't be missing a Cardinal game, and I'll be still pumping out shows five days a week this week and uh, getting you your Cardinal coverage. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LJFastball for that Cardinal coverage. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals and email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. But until I talk to you again, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.